0: Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis, and today we're going to go over supporting artists, Asking Alexandria, who are supporting Shinedown. Let's get on this, shall we? And we're back. So, Asking Alexandria, a British rock band from New York, North North Yorkshire, consisting of guitarist Ben Bruce and Cameron Liddle, drummer James Castles, and lead vocalist Danny Wersnop and bassist Sam Betley. Initially formed in 2006 by, Bruce, by Ben Bruce, the band officially established a six-piece in 2008, with the founding lineup consisting of Bruce, Worsnop, Castles, Lidl, Joe Lancaster, and Ryan Binns. After the departure of Lancaster and Binns, as well as the recruitment of bassist Sam Betley in 2009, the band released a debut album, Stand Up and Scream, in 2009. The band released two studio albums, Reckless and Relentless in 2011 and from Death to Destiny in 2013, before the departure of Knopf in January 2015. He was replaced by Dennis Stoff and the band released The Black in 2016. Stoff departed from the band in October that year and worse not subsequently returned to the band. The band released a self-titled fifth album in late 2017, which was a marked stylistic departure from their previous works. Their sixth studio album, Like a House on Fire, which was released on the 15th of May 2020, shows the group's continuity of a more straightforward and melodic hard rock sound, while also shift into different genres. Its follow-up to their seventh studio album, We'll See What's On The Inside, was released on the 1st of October 2021. Ben Bruce, the band's current lead singer, guitarist, and backing vocals, originally formed the band in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, in 2016. The band's original lineup consisted of completely different members compared to that of the lineup from 2008. And released their debut EP, Tomorrow, I Hope, Goodbye, Tomorrow, I Hope, Goodbye, in 2006. Then followed up with their debut album titled irony of your perfection 2007 after realizing that he wouldn't be able to achieve international success in dubai he moved back to england nottingham in 2008 and assembled the band with new members from the local area including lead singer danny worsenoff whom he had moved into his flat apartment in york the band became a six-piece after recruiting Ryan Bintz on synthesizers, James Cazals on drums, Joe Lancaster on bass and Cameron Liddle on rhythm guitar. Later that year Bintz decided to leave the band in January, to, in January 2009, Lancaster also decided to leave and was replaced by Sam Betley. Lancaster later joined the metalcore band with One Last Breath. Bruce carried the name of his previous band over to his new one due to not wanting to bother of coming up with a new one, however he insists that despite having the same name, it is not the same band. When asked why he chose that particular name, he explained that most bands have a pretty shit band name, so I just came up with something, I came up with Alexandria as a human name, because people relate to humans, although the reason for using the word asking is not, is not explained. Stand Up and Scream was recorded during Spring 2009 and was produced by Joey Sturgis. The band signed to Sumerian Records and released their debut album on the label on the 15th of September. The album charted only in the US, peaking at number 24 on the top hard rock albums and 29 on the top independent albums. Four singles were released from Stand Up and Scream, the final episode, Let's Change the Channel, A Prophecy, if you can't ride the two horses at once, you should get off at the circus and not the American average. On the 3rd of December 2014, the single, the final episode, Let's Change the Channel, was certified gold in by the RIAA after 500,000 copies were sold in the US. On March the 30th in 2017, the band's fourth single, Not the American Average, was also certified gold by the RIAA after 500,000 copies were sold in the US. The band toured across America as a support act for the remainder of the year, supporting Evergreen Terrace along with The Fallen Dreams and Unholy in October and El Sena along with From First to Last. The World Alive and Memphis May Fire in November and December. The band's music has mostly been described as metalcore, hard rock, heavy metal, post-hardcore and screamo. Their early work has been described as electronical and the first two Sumerian albums of 2009's Stand Up and Scream and 2011's Reckless and Relentless are both generally considered to be a metalcore album whilst their fourth album or 2013's From Death to Destiny is influenced by heavy metal and rock bands while maintaining Asking Alexander's signature metalcore sound on certain tracks, guitarist Ben Bruce has stated that they do not like writing music that sounds the same from album to album, which is why their musical style has changed over time. Ben Bruce has expressed the feeling that he, that the band's lyrical style before Reckless and Relentless was immature. According to Bruce, the band wanted to move on from yelling out lyrics like fuck and you stupid fucking whore, to more mature style with more meaning. He stated that From Death to Destiny is lyrically the most mature album, no longer focusing on subjects such as drugs and women, and more, more meaningful than their older lyrics. Danny not has claimed that the band's lyrics are never written before entering the studio and are always improvised during recording of an album. All the band's members have expressed their passion for 1980s rock music and demonstrated it with releases such as Life Gone Wild EP, featuring covers of two Skid Row songs or the Under the Influence Attributes to Legends of Hard Rock EP featuring covers of songs by bands such as Journey, Motley Crue, Whitesnake and Death Leopard. Their third studio album, From Death to Destiny, is heavily influenced by such bands. Some of their favourite artists include Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Motley Crue, Sebastian Bach, Skid Row and Van Halen, but they also take influence from modern bands such as Slipknot and Avenged Sevenfold. So now we know a little bit more about Asking Alexandria We'll be back after this Coming back to Master X Media we have the X review And if you don't know what the X review is or was And will be again It's where I go and do a reaction video to music videos So you get genuine reactions And most of the time they are on the fly surprise reactions because i would not have seen the videos that i've been reacting to and i do feel like it's a very honest representation of music so if you like to listen and watch reaction videos the link is in the description and we're back well what can i say we had an extra support no one told us about until um, around about 5 p.m it was a oh by the way we've got another support oh okay then okay that's fine so that was 0 9 and uh, i'm not sure if they're referring to a time anyways i don't know anything about them but i'm just going to go straight on to their uh, actual set so so the main thing he came out with, with a deep backing track and began to uh, rap really fast then the drums began to beat on top of the track and yeah when i say track there was a click track with the instruments that they weren't playing so there's nothing out of the ordinary it happens from time to time because there are support acts and they probably recorded the extra instruments themselves and then uh, put those on the backing track and uh, played on top which they did so when you, you know sometimes you just can't afford session musicians uh, when you're starting out and that's not a problem And there's nothing to be ashamed of it has to be done sometimes. That's just how it goes right, so anyways, I digress um, So when the drums started then the two guitarists came in stage left and stage right and on one big beat they the song dropped and they started their set so Lighting wise it was the same lighting throughout yet again I guess uh, they just didn't have time to uh, program the lights when we found out about this at 5pm so it was a uh, congo blue backlight from the Upstage AD profiles and then they had some white lights from the next row along backlighting and side lighting them and that was it really and with a little bit of front light from the front of the house bar. And that's all they had from start through finish. Sound wise it was excessively loud and then it went to quiet, then it went to loud again and then it got tamed a little bit more. And yet again they just had a quick sound check before we went on at five o'clock and that was it. They then uh, didn't have much of a sound check. It was like quick get up, uh, do the lines and play a bit of a song and uh, come back uh, when it's time to do your performance which they did and to be fair to them they did pretty well Um, it's just that the sound took a while to get under control but then again it's the first day of the tour they've only just tuned the sound system they've not recorded any settings to reload the settings and then tweak from venue to venue it's been done on the fly so I can appreciate why there was a fluctuation in sound quality and then by the end of their set it was under control and it did actually have a good sound to them although at at the start of their set though the drums completely drowned out the backing track and the guitars and even the vocals and it was only about halfway into their set that the vocals became a bit more prominent so you could actually hear what was being said although it was being rapped very very quickly so how did the band actually perform well they performed really well, actually, uh, considering that this is the first time they were probably in the UK. They uh, carried the audience with them. For As as far as the support act goes, they did a, a good job. They re- did a real good job uh, doing a pre-warm-up of the warmer act. So it did go down a tree and you had people uh, trying to mosh. You had uh, people cheering and screaming along to it not singing along though well it's metal you're not really gonna sing that much uh it's more of a it was more of a roar and a uh and a rap but no they the audience did seem to enjoy the enjoy 0936 now tone wise and whatnot tone of the performance well 0936 did remind me of being in an old school uh pit club you know a proper gri- a proper grotty, sticky floor, back metal, uh, back room uh, metal club that you'd find in some run down pub. But there's nothing wrong with that. I love that. I did actually miss stuff like I did actually miss stuff like that. Uh, now I'm a grown up. You don't really get that anymore. It's all probably nice and clean now. And 0936 did remind me of my youth and how much fun you can have on the metal scene when you're young. We'll be back after this. Returning to X Media after a long absence, we have Scenic Serenity, which is a nice relaxing window channel where you'd hear and see a load of relaxing views with relaxing natural sounds. Sometimes even relaxing music. So why not check it out? The link is in the description. And we're back asking Alexandria. Well, they didn't have much space on the stage. Because they had their own drum riser. Which was immediately in front of. Which was in front of Shinedown's risers. So with that, With uh, asking alexandria's riser they just had a couple of meters between the riser and the front of the stage and their pyro boxes because yes they had their own flame effects as well as Shine down having their own flame effects so their boxes were positioned in nicely some on top of the riser behind them and some on the front of the stage also There were uh, three elevation platforms right on the front of the stage as well. And if you're not sure what I mean by an elevation platform, well, one of the, well, an elevation platform is quite literally a little riser that you just use to stand on to give yourself a bit more prominence on the stage. When you're doing a solo or a big part on your guitar it don't have to be a guitar it could be any other instrument but it just makes you stand out and be more prominent they had three of those one sta- one stage left one stage right and one center stage and the band their guitars are fully wireless so they had a lot of freedom to run around the stage or the little bit of stage that they had which gave them the freedom to uh, swap positions with uh, the other guitarists and the lead singer and it was real a real good part of the show it was a good feature considering that they didn't have much stage to go with it's all about how you use the stage to your advantage and they, and they use the stage well to their advantage by making things stand about stand out a bit more and giving them the flexibility of movement and and a lot of interaction with uh, the other band members so it was good it was really really good nice a nice thing to see actually from start to finish the lighting was uh, was was serious in their uh, flash and trash they had lots of flash lots of trash and if you are a regular listener you know that there is always a time and place for flash and trash and this was the time and this was the place because it fitted well it did fit in well with their set they uh, had either washes as in that uh, white washes on the stage and lit the audience or they'd uh, go with a few reds and whatnot reds and uh, whites bit of congo with a bit of red bit of congo with a bit of blue but predominantly uh a whitewash on stage and all the other lights that they had were just flashing out into the audience and lighting the audience giving it a nice yet again metal club feeling because that's how it just came across to me that the whole set for tonight was to make you feel like you were in a pit club and I love I used to love going to pit clubs when I was a lot younger anyways it was great it was really good to see how did Ask in Alexandria perform? Well, they performed really well. Really, really well. They had the audience in the palm of their hands and would violently throw them to the floor to start a mosh pit because it was great, it was metal and everyone enjoyed themselves. You had circle pits opening up, just small ones, mind you. They weren't massive ones, but still, you can't go wrong with a nice small mosh pit and people just being good with each other about it as well. Now as a support band, Asking Alexandria were brilliant. They uh, definitely, definitely had uh, the audience warmed up ready for Shinedown. And, you know, people were singing along, people moshing, you know, doing Son of the Devil, you know, with their hands up and, you know, proper rocking out and moshing out. And the audience just loving it. You could feel a really good atmosphere in there for them especially when the uh, band are playing some amazing amazing solos now I do believe that Asking Alexandria can be a real big band and I reckon soon enough you'd see them do their own headline of their own show because why not they do have the stage presence to pull it off and I do feel that we uh, should see a lot more of them in the UK I really do oh I almost forgot about the noise so how did the noise sound throughout the whole show? Well, it started off as loud and ear shattering as possible and uh, when I say that I mean I'm talking with a hint of brain melt as well for good measure but by the second song the uh, sound engineer yet again managed to wrestle with the sound down to uh, where it needed to be and once they got it, it was spot on clarity wise i would say that it wasn't 22 karat gold but it was definitely of gold standard i would say it was closer to 18 karat gold with the clarity that's because of how it took to wrestle it down and once it was wrestled down it just wasn't that clear still to me but but it was the first day of the tour and they're just getting everything tuned ready to go so the next venue that they are going to and i believe it was manchester was the second venue i would say that they would just reload the settings do the tweaks and they would definitely they would most likely get the clarity up to the 22 gold standard my 22 carat gold standard and it's just one of those things you know a big show big powerful pa system and once it was all wrestled down, it was fine. And with the little tweak here and a little tweak there on the tour, they would definitely get the sound as mint as it as it is uh, rightfully deserved. Because I do th- I, and I do feel that the stand engineer was talented. It was just a big, big ask to uh, have to do an extra band as well and uh, just quickly adjust all the settings. But I'm sure that in the next show it'll be amazing even better than this show and i thought it was amazing in this show thank you for listening if you've enjoyed today's podcast please hit like subscribe and share and if you haven't already done so want to check out more content from masterx media by clicking the link in the description below and we should catch you next time bye for now